Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. So you were you were requested by a lot of people to oh. come because they absolutely loved when you came on the first time. Well, thank you. Hopefully I don't disappoint now that all the pressure's on. No. I <laughs> so we're we're kind of just going to make this an open format, really. There's okay. no there's no really guidelines. I know I've had I've had plenty of athletes I talk about on a daily basis. I know you do too, especially with yep. all the girls, um, about them maintaining a you know balanced mindset and you know good routines and yep. positive attitudes and all that. And, uh, yeah, kind of just we'll start with that on on how you tackle it at the college level. So I mean, kind of a lot of what you just touched on. Um, you know, I a lot of my girls kind of make fun of me. We like it becomes a joke. We end up every practice, you know, make good choices. Um, if there's sunshine out, I'm like, get in the sunlight, um, make sure you take a break, you know, anything from meditation to yoga to um, just some time for yourself to kind of just breathe a little bit. Um, I think being a collegiate athlete, um, just being in college itself is, is tough. And I think being a collegiate athlete, your schedule is just um, a little bit beyond the norm and um, understanding how to manage that time. And um, how to, how to function and how to communicate and understand that you're not alone. Um, you know, I think especially freshman year, there's, there's always, well, it's not just freshman year, but we see it more with freshmen, but there's always just that fear and that stigma that, you know, if I have a problem, then they're not going to see me as strong. And, um, you know, it's just, I got to fight through it and I got it. Um, and we just have so much help for them. So, um, for us, we, we try to make sure that they're aware of uh, all the folks on campus that can help us. You know, I'm not too shy to ask for help myself. And we have some pretty amazing people on our campus that help us out, um, you know, from counseling services to um, advisement to our athletic trainers, to our administration. And, um, you know, it's, it's really cool just to see um, our ladies develop and cultivate some pretty strong relationships with um, folks outside of just the coaching staff um, that kind of help them along their journey. So. Yeah. I know, I, I know at least for me, like on the club side and even some of the girls I work with in the weight room, um, yep. like I try and keep it very light in training. Yep. Um, yep. Maybe not so much in practice. I mean, you try and yep. sprinkle it in here and there, but yep. I, I, I think it, 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 really helps to be able to read body language. I mean, as coaches, yep. you kind of have to do it. And yep. it makes it a lot easier to kind of walk up and say, hey, what's wrong? Um, mm -hmm. And then I try and give the option of, you know, don't have to talk about it right now. Fine. You don't have yep. to talk about it at all. But, yep. you know, let's shed it right now and then deal with it yep. later. And yeah, it's, yeah. And it's, it's one thing I found with the weight room is very uh, – it's a very unique place to kind of get in and you can let out the anger. You can kind of find your Zen. You can kind of, you can get, you can get a lot of things, a lot of things accomplished. And yeah. I, I think that's a lot of things that are kind of, I don't know, undervalued when it comes yeah. to training is yep. it is very, very much a, almost like a free medication. Right. It's, and I, I think that, um, you know, I know for me, working out and we talked about this on the last thing i mean i did that just before we got on here and it's an outlet for me i need it in my life um my assistant and i at noon o'clock or noon o'clock <laughs> um noon every day it's okay we're 
we're down to the weight room. Um, you know, if we're on the road, I'm in getting some sort of workout done before we go compete. Like it just, it clears your mind. Like you said, you can kind of throw some things around, whether it's anger, whether it's happiness, um, anything that goes on with your mood, it's just such a wonderful place to kind of outlet. Mm. Um, we talk a lot in our program about developing a relationship with the training side of things, um, the weight room being included, um, the self-care being included, and then the practice gym being included. And, um, you know, like you said, it's it can be lighter in the weight room yeah. a little bit um, with still a lot of work being done. Um, you know, we try to keep practice as light as possible, but we want them to compete. We want them to get at it. And it's also a learning environment, right? But um, it and it can be really frustrating for them at times, <laughs> um, you know, and you talked a little bit about body language and I think it's part of our responsibilities as coaches to make sure that we're exhibiting, you know, the same habits that we want our girls to exhibit. And, you know, like you have a bad day and you, you walk into practice. It's like, you have to remind yourself sometimes that you cannot take whatever's going on in your life into there because they're going to see that. Um, you know, and you're supposed to be mentoring these, these kids, but I think it's also important to be super honest with them that, you know, if you're going through something as a coach, look, this is what's going on. You don't have to tell them everything, but I'm just kind of having a rough day. So we're just going to kind of let you go. Um, and I think we've all been there. Yeah. Um, you know, you're still doing your job, but you're also human. And it's, I think it's, it's really cool. Also when, when you walk in before you even have to say anything and they go, okay, something's wrong you yeah. know, like you're not exhibiting whatever those habits are whatever those little quirks are when you walk in you know and it's usually yeah. you have that one or two athletes that gets there early and you usually yell at them or make a joke or say something and then when they walk yeah. in that doesn't happen it's yeah. automatic you see and I'm, <laughs> you know i've had those practices i know you have where you, yep. they start grouping together before they come yep. over and talk to you and they're like okay <laughs> going on we don't know yep. what so either tread lightly or let's just try and crack it open. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's, it is funny. And I like, I try and I've, trust me and they know because I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge yeller. Um, you know, I try to have conversations with them. Um, and I'll definitely, I have that, that PE voice, that phys ed voice, or like I can, I can definitely throw my voice, but um, they know um, I had a former athlete, um, you know, with my first name being Jennifer, they all call me Jen or, you know, coach or coach Jen. And um, they used to joke that every once in a while, Jenny would come out. And that was my alter ego when I was, <laughs> when things weren't going really, really, really well. So, you know, some of our alumni joke about that with, uh, you know, with some of our younger girls and our girls that still play, but, um, you know, I, I try not to let that happen too often. And even body language, like, um, my assistant and I were talking and, you know, we try to do our best to wear hoodies to practice so that we don't fold our arms because it looks like such an angry position to be in. And it's like when you're watching and you're folding your arms and the girls are like, like, oh gosh, what's going on? So even just like little things in the way that we stand, the way that, um, you know, we conduct ourselves, I think is really important. Um, you know, we want them to understand that we're accessible to them and, um, you know, but again, we're also human. <laughs> and uh, like anyone watching, if you guys have questions, um, please, please ask, because this is kind of what this talks about is very open, just kind of going over 
mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever kind of health really involves around athletics. So if anyone does have questions while we're talking, just submit them. We'll get to them. Um, with, uh, I, I know a lot of, I mean, and they, they, they do happen in, in college, but I know a lot, there's a lot more prevalent small issues that happen in the younger girls or the, I'll yeah. say, not, not the younger girls, but it would say younger athletes. Um, and it's, it's, it's really funny to me. Like I even had, um, training today. Um, yeah. and you find out real quick and I've, I've, I've learned how to do it where I don't even have to ask questions and I just, you know, they'll be laughing about something that has nothing to do with training and nothing to do with practice. And I go, yeah. we're going to wait a little bit. And I go, it's about a boy, isn't it? Or it's about, <laughs> and you know, I'll just kind of, yeah. I kind of throw it out there and then I look at their reaction and then it kind of breaks the tension. And yep. then, you know, you kind of help them either, you either help them solve their problem or yeah. you kind of joke with them about it. And yeah. um, I know my biggest thing with coaching a lot of female athletes is morals and standards. Yep. And with today's social media, quick access to literally everything and how fast you can literally destroy your life in seconds. Yeah. Um, I always preach to them about uh, your self-worth, yep. how you view yourself, yep. and how you carry yourself. Yep. And, you know, you I know kind of like that, we'll say, growing moment where maybe they cuss for the first time and they're like, oh, that's <laughs> cool. And I kind of sit there and laugh and I go, all right, look, I get it. You might be aggravated. Something's going on. Yeah. But I always tell them like, hey, you know what? You get to college, cool, whatever. I don't care what you do outside of here, you know, <laughs> kind of whatever. But, you know, if yeah. you really want, you know, people to look at you a certain way, you want, you know, and I know it's especially hard for females nowadays. And I said, if you want, you know, guys to respect you, the right yeah. ones, um, then, you know, watch how you handle yourself. Right. Well, goes, and I think, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, at the collegiate level, like, the one thing that I think that, you know, emotion can sometimes take the better of you. Like you can do things in high school and you can get away with things in high school that you can't do at the collegiate level. Like you are part of, not only are you part of a team, but you're part of representing a university and um, representing a community. And it's, you know, we talk a lot about that and social media is day one, day one stuff. Like we have that conversation about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Um, and, um, our administration also has it with them. And we actually have kind of a clause like um, in our, our team expectations. Um, you know, we don't call them roles, like we don't have roles. It's here's what we expect from you. And now you have a choice. And from the get go, as soon as you put that school on your chest and you make that decision, that's what you're representing. And it's so much bigger than just one person, so much bigger than yourself. And um, just understanding that and they're going to take that away and they're eventually going to work for a business or live in a community where you can't get on social media and just bash people. And, and it's, and I see it all the time. Um, so you just have to be really, really cautious of how, like you said, you represent yourself and how you represent your brand as a human. Um, and one little thing can impact you forever. Like you see these, um, you know, big time professional athletes that as soon as they get drafted, you know, and start making money, people go back and find like a tweet that they, you know, put out there when they were 15 or 16 years old. And all of a sudden it's blasted all over the media. So 
you know, I know we're, we're here at division two athletics, but you know, it, it's it can hurt you. Same thing. And I think, I think yeah. it's very hard, like even on that topic, because you I've seen it a lot in even like celebrities. I know yeah. one of the biggest ones, at least I guess one of the ones I've followed um, was Kevin Hart when he got ripped over like four tweets that yeah. happened some some years ago and it's hard i think it gets very hard to discern is that the same person now yep. and do we let it go and you know is there a line i think it's a huge gray area uh that i think every institution has to kind of divulge on their own um yeah. but at 14, 15, do you really, you know, comprehend what you're saying? And, you know, a lot of those kids and some of the coaches I've talked to and whatnot, you know, and mainly club when it comes down to it, they're like, you know, their, their brain is not developed to understand a lot of things going on. Yeah. And it's hard to tell someone that age that, and yep. they look at you like you're saying they're stupid or they don't understand you or something. And it's like, no, it's really not that. It's just, you're at a point in your life where, Certain things you're saying make sense to you in certain ways, yep. but are not coming out in the right context in the current right. environment you live in. Yep. It, when I think it's just, honestly, it's about having also truthful conversations. Um, you know, you know my, I have a, I'm a mom, I have a 13 year old son. So obviously, you know, he's on social media now and, you know, and, and it's a big deal and he follows professional athletes and, um, and we talk about it constantly. I'm like, you know, even you liking and hitting that like button on something that is not appropriate can come back to haunt you. And it's, you know, Snapchats, it, they don't go away. I know you think they go away. They don't go away. So, you know, we've had some of those serious conversations about this can get you charged. This can get you you know, this can ruin the rest of your life. This can, so it's just trying to have those conversations and monitor and it's no different when um, they get to college. Like, and when I'm recruiting, I follow people and, you know, creep if you will. Um, but I look on social media and it's, there's been a few times I can probably count on one hand where it's completely turned me off of recruiting an athlete, mm. um, whether it's self-loathing behavior, um, or which is a huge red flag or just things that I didn't find that were totally appropriate for the culture that we're trying to build. So um, those things have completely turned me off of even having any more contact with those kids. So, and again, people make mistakes. We're human, but you know, ultimately you're, you're doing something. And when you make those choices to be on a team, um, to go to play in college, to go play pro, like, you're committing to something that's just way bigger than yourself. So um, there's just a lot of responsibility that comes along with that. And, um, you know, it's our responsibility as coaches to have those conversations and be very upfront about them and be honest when, when we see things that we don't like. Um, and that's you know. a very touchy subject to kind of bring up is to say, hey, look, um, I was looking around and I found this. Um, you know, you can explain it to me or – you know, I'll, I'll let you handle this. And I mean, there's been plenty of times, even some high school athletes I've dealt with in the past, club athletes I've dealt with in the past. Yeah. You, I've, I've watched team dynamics. I've watched, you know, you have two, you watch how they act. And you, you mean, honestly, you get curious. Like you want to see what are they saying unfiltered. In yeah. a way. And, you know, 
my biggest thing is I look, I've seen, I've seen athletes profiles and the biggest one, cause I'm not really on Twitter that much at all. Um, and uh, so I look on Instagram and people that follow me, athletes that follow me that I don't know, or athletes I do know, you know, the biggest thing, I think the biggest mistake I've seen is putting your Snapchat in your, in your bio right. and putting, um, your, uh, Visco account in your bio. Right. And those two things are so dangerous yeah that I don't think they grasp that yeah maybe ever right as long as they live or maybe they don't grasp it until something possibly bad could happen is like on the yeah. verge maybe they right. get some of that contacts them i've had a couple parents down here that have said hey you know um would you mind working with my kid you know because you know, what you've done in the weight room with other girls and how they act now and everything. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And, you know, they say, well, you know, she's been talking to some person that lives in like Florida or something. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to tell you how to parent your kid. I don't have any kids. I mean, yeah. <laughs> say you should do this. You should do this. And yeah. I kind of just like, well, that's, I'll give you my opinion. You know, yep. that's, that's about all I can do. Yeah. And I harp on my kids about, you know, social media, like watch what you do. Just yep. that's all it is. Watch what you do. I mean, I, I despise TikTok, but you know, if, <laughs> if, if you're smart about it, I guess yep. everything works. Same kind of thing with Snapchat. I don't mind it, but yep. it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, yeah, people think it's, it goes invisible and it's you know, not. <laughs> Now, the funny thing, I say funny thing, it's, I think it's just being smart about it, is um, when, you know, give you a notification if you screenshot something. Yeah. All it takes is for someone sitting next to that person just to take a picture of the phone. Yeah. And that's all. And you get a replay. I yeah. mean, it's. Yeah. It just, it, it gets, it gets very scary. I, yep. I think about, like, me and my wife have talked about having kids soon and all this. Yep. And so. I think I might have lost you for a second. I think you're frozen. <laughs> oh, okay. I hear you. It's there loading. You okay. Okay. Well, it's loading on my screen. <laughs> uh, but I, like, me, me and my wife talk about having kids, you know, yep. maybe in the next few years or so. And, you know, I sit and think, um, what am I, like, how am I going to handle that? Yeah. So, well, you don't know. It is it's actually, like, Still loading on my screen. Your face is frozen completely. It is? Okay. So um, I'm going to let it keep going for a second. Oh, there we go. Gotcha. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just, I mean, nobody's perfect. I think when we parent, when we coach, um, when we mentor, I think that, you know, you're all trying to navigate um, at times very muddy waters and at time, you know, this great experience. And the good, the bad, the ugly, it kind of all comes together, right? So um, it's just trying to make the best decisions and trying to be a good person and try and respect others while you're doing it. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's about all you can do. And it's the same thing for parenting, right? Like, who am I to tell somebody else how to parent? Um, you know, just because I have a child doesn't make me an expert by any means. <laughs> I've definitely made my share of mistakes. But, you know, dealing with with uh, you know, raising a kid and everything, yeah. it's I, I I get like I I have a code of conduct with club yep. that is kind <laughs> of you know I I'm actually very surprised that some of the clubs I've seen um, 
Like I, I've asked parents from other clubs in the area or other clubs from places they played. I'm like, you know, well, you know, do you guys sign a contract? Like how, how do you, how do they run things? And they're like, no, we don't sign a contract. And I went, well, what do you mean you don't sign a contract? And you know, the, you know, some of the kids I've had that, that came over from other clubs their first year or last year. And I give them like a, a six page contract or eight page contract. And they're like, oh, what is this? And I go, this is what I expect out of you. And this is what you're going to expect out of me. So this, these are the rules and regulations right. of how I run things. This is how I expect you to act. And this is what you're going to get out of me as a resource and as a coach. And yep. I have, there's a certain grade point average you need to find. Um, I think it's, it's a B average. I mean, if you can't get a B average, I think it's right. kind of, um, I'm not saying I was an awesome yep. student, but <laughs> you know, there's that, there's, you know, a good social media presence. I think that's yes. the biggest, um, because when I have kids that I, I know they're taking pictures while they're at tournaments, I know they're taking pictures, they're taking selfies, whatever it is. And I tell them the moment you put my brand out there, yep. because ultimately, yes, it is yours. I said, but the moment you put my name out there and you tarnish yeah. my name, we're done. Yeah. And I said, I'm not trying to be mean about it. This is strictly image related. And right. I want a culture that no one else has. I mean, yeah. I, I want to be, I'm not trying to be unique, but I want, I want a quality that I, I want you to have. Well, and it's, you know, it's preparing them for what's down the road, you know, as they become adults, that's, that's going to be your job. That's going to be when you go to college and you get into a program, like I said before, you're part of that. Um, this isn't about you and this isn't about, you know, what you decide you're going to do in the heat of the moment. It's you have to take thought and put effort into the choices that you make. And really what it comes down to it, you know, if if my ladies go off and make some really, really poor choices, like really what it comes down to is my job's on the line. And, you know, and what am I doing to curb those behaviors and how am I preparing them um, to be, you know, productive members of society and be a parent and be a, a wife and all those things, like whatever it is that they choose to do, you know, we want them to be successful. And, there's just so many things that come along with that. Um, and they're all centered around choices. Right. And yeah. it's, you know, and we're going to make mistakes. Like yeah. you're just not. And, you know, we, we used to have rules and rules and rules and rules, but it's like, okay, well then they're going to break them and break them and break them and break them. And it's like, we went the route of expectations. It's like, okay, we made a choice. Um, now this is what the expectation is you know, you're going to be a, an upstanding member of the community. You're going to go to class every day. Um, you're going to be a great teammate. And, you know, we've got things that go along. You're going to respect the people that work in our building um, from, you know, the custodial staff to the administration, everybody. Um, and you're going to be thankful for the work that they've done. And um, one of our big mantras this year was just respecting the alumni and the work that they did to pave the road for where you're at right now. And mm. just those things that they don't really think about um, because they haven't been privy to it yet when they first get into a program. But there's just so many different things, I think, that go into being a member of a team. Um, 
And go ahead. With the, like, with the emotional side of it, I know there's not even off the court, but on the court in the middle of a match or uh, some kind of, we'll say, just event, and they lose their cool. Yeah. And then maybe we'll say it's an if it's an individual thing, it's kind of easier to handle. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a tr I'm not going to say it's not a reflection of the coach, but it's not a true reflection on the on the coach yeah. or the coaching staff. Um, I mean, I guess how they handle the uh, situation is. Yeah. Then when you have a whole team issue, like I think it was Georgetown when they went over to Japan, I believe, and yeah. they. The whole team was it Japan or China? I can't remember. Yeah. But they they played the um, national team or the one of the one of the all cert. I can't remember what it was, but it was one of the top top basketball teams over there. Right. And got into a full court brawl. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And at that, it's kind of that was a that was an exhibition match. Yeah. And that was preseason, and now you're. It's not so much about the season anymore as damage control. Right now have to completely overhaul everything you have to yeah. like, I, I feel bad for those coaches because at some point you cannot control what that person does right and it's and and you're right you know I I can try to mentor and when I recruit I can try to vet a student athlete as much as possible but you know things happen and situations in in their lives happen um that changes their emotional status their mental status and those things happen while you know they're on our watch and part of understanding them as a as a human is cultivating that relationship while they're there and it goes both ways you know you you've got to figure out what those common grounds are and you've there's got to be respect on both sides and they don't have to tell you everything in the world but when something goes down you have to be able to have those conversations with them and and that's my job and yes. in a way to where they're comfortable enough to continue to come back to you. Um, you know, and we're fortunate that I've been able to have that, that relationship with a lot of our athletes. Um, some are more comfortable with my assistant. Some are more comfortable with our athletic training staff. But you've, you've really got to introduce them to, to people within your campus setting um, that can help them when things aren't going well. And hopefully when you start to really recognize and develop that relationship, um, you can curb some of those things before they get out of hand. Um, so knock on wood, we've been pretty fortunate. Um, so um, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I know in today's, all these litigation issues and all these, yeah. um, oh God, just all the inside issues with a lot of programs. Yeah. Uh, I would have never wanted to be in something like Penn State had with their football program. I mean, I could only imagine the kind of rebuilding um, or with, I mean, there's countless others. I mean, and there's tons yeah. of things you don't hear about too. Um, yeah. I really think a lot of it, when it comes down to like the emotional, like all the, the mental side of everything is, you know, what, I think it comes into a couple of factors is with those athletes, you know, are they, are they going outside of their one comfort zone, their one sport? Are they like, what's their home life like? Yep. And what, what is the image they surround themselves with? Yep. I mean, and then you have, I think a lot of it revolves around this last thing is, do they understand the meaning of right and wrong? 
and you hope you hope yeah yeah, yeah. and, and good yeah, that well that's part of i mean that's part of learning you know they're going to screw up i i've come to terms with the fact that they're going to screw up mm -hmm. and and that's going to be okay and i'm there going to be there to help them but i'm also going to be there to make sure that they understand that there are consequences to everything that you choose to do. And they don't always love that aspect. Um, but again, we've been really, really fortunate that we haven't had too many crazy issues. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but, you know, part of it is setting that tone from the get go. And it's like, this is what's acceptable. This is what's unacceptable. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be truthful with you. They don't always appreciate the honesty right away, <laughs> um, oh. but I'm never going to, I'm not going to lie to them. Um, yeah. You know, when things aren't going well, when they make poor choices, like I'm going to be very honest with them, um, you know, and it's important, I think, to understand the process of goal setting and self-reflection um, and being able to just be truthful with yourself about the decisions you're making and you know, it, I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day, you know, just about the stuff that we're trying to do to help um, make sure that their experience here is fantastic. Um, but it's going to be hard at times. And, you know, that that's the choice we make when we get into, I think, athletics or when we get into anything, really, um, mm -hmm. that there's just going to be moments that just just feel awful. And there's going to be moments that come together and you're going to really understand why you put the work in and why you, you know, suffered a little bit. <laughs> I mean, the, the one thing I try, I try to achieve in training and um, sometimes it's easier in training. Sometimes it's easier in, in practice is, and this will sound kind of mean to some people, but I, I try and get the athlete to that breaking point in yeah. some way. And whether that's, they end up crying, whether they can't physically move, you know, something it's, it's, it, it's just showing them that they have, they have more. Yeah. It's showing them that they're stronger. It, it, in the end, it does help build them. And I always tell them, you, you're going to hate me at some point. And I'm perfectly fine with that. You're going to hate me in the weight room at some point. Yeah. Mind you, you're not going to hate me the whole time. You're going to hate me when I show <laughs> you what your program is for the day. And you go, oh my God, I've done this already. But now you're lining it all up. It's like a gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. You'll be fine. There's going to be a sense of pride when you finish. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I have I have a punishment for training that uh, I've had uh, a handful of my athletes have to go through. It. Um, it's, uh, I call it 10 by 10s. Yeah. And I will now if that's, you know, I, I've done it jokingly with people. But if someone will mouth off to me or will joke with me and, you know, it's not funny, things like that. Yeah. I'll say, okay, well, you're going to do 10 sets of 10 with two different exercises. They're going to be supersetted and you only get a minute break after every set. Right. And you do not stop until it's over. Yeah. And that's after your lift is done. Right. So when you're in the gym for two hours. Yeah. Just because you can't contain yourself yeah. here's a trash can <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen again and that's that actually brings me to a fun story um 
I did have a kid who um, disrespected his mother right in front of me after a training session. Yep. And um, looked over a colleague of mine, and I, he witnessed it, and I said, uh, I'm going to need you to write me a program. I'm gonna, I, I need a workout for the next day he's in to where he pukes. I said, there's no other reason behind it. Just want him to puke. Yeah. And he goes, okay. Well, we got to the point and um, teenager and, you know, the hormones, Mally, whatever. And right. my biggest thing is I try, I respect my parents. That's always yep. been my, my biggest thing, respect my elders. And he, uh, he broke that cardinal rule for me. And yeah. mind you, I do not, I don't parent. I just don't parent. But yeah. if it happens, in front of me i think it's a, it's a, it's a little different um yeah. but if someone's got stuff going on outside nope i've, I've never gotten involved um <laughs> but he got to the point where um almost started crying in the middle of the last last exercise and this is in front of a whole weight room full of college athletes and yeah. high school athletes college coaches and stuff and i just said I just yelled it and I said, if you're going to puke, go outside and come back and then finish. Yeah. I said, I don't care about your feelings right now. And after that, the message was received to okay. say the least, but it's one of those things like I don't, I used to be a hothead when I was younger and right. it's now it's okay. I'm going to get a lot farther if I can kind of keep this tone. Right. Um, like you said, you, you end up getting that PE voice, that outside voice yeah. when you get it. But now it's about, okay, I have to convey a message. Right. And if they can understand that and understand that I'm not mad, I want them to succeed, but I don't want them to think that it's going to be handed to them or it's going to happen just because you did one set of 50. Right. Or one set, you know, if you just pass, oh, you know, that's great. You pass 50 out of 50 into the target. Right. Okay. Well, you were standing in one spot. Now let's do it this way you Let's know it doesn't, a little bit. Let's, yeah yeah it doesn't mean you're getting a scholarship yeah. and you know i have kids in which i'm sure you do too that tell you i want to play d1 or i want to play for you or i want to go here i want to go there and i go that doesn't happen right it's it is achieved by hard work yeah. and sacrifices yeah so yeah. It, it's just I love that. I love that statement. I want to play in college. And I hate that statement at the same time sometimes right. because it gets overused. Yeah. Well, and it's like you have to, and I think during the recruiting process, I think coaches like need to, because there's always that excitement through recruitment and, you know, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. Um, but I also think that there's got to be a, a lot of honesty. It's, you know, I, I, I have a, a girl in my program right now and I, I remember her recruiting process and she was coming out of a smaller school and um, not a lot of experience at the club level. And um, she's a phenomenal athlete. She just wasn't exposed um, at the same level uh, that the girls around her were playing at. So we knew that she had this potential, but she wasn't quite there yet. She was definitely green and in her volleyball IQ. Um, you know, and just her ability to move properly on the court, her eye work, things like that. And I remember sitting and telling her, like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, are you sure you want to walk on right now? Um, 
what you need to understand is there's going to be weekends where you're going to sit on a bus for seven or eight hours. You're going to get off that bus. You're going to warm up. You're going to watch your teammates play. You're going to get back on that bus, you know, stay in a hotel while you're doing all your homework. Then you're going to get back off the bus the next morning. You're going to watch your teammates play after you warm up. And then you're going to get on a bus for another seven or eight hours and drive home. Is and you're gonna train and you're gonna get up at 5:30 every morning and like is this it, do you understand what this really means and she's like this is what I want and I continue to ask her and I oh I love her like she's just gotten so much better and she's got that drive and like I just love everything about her story and and I've asked her and she's like I'm I'm never quitting like I'm gonna I'm I'm like okay I just want to make sure you're okay because she's like every time I come in your office I end up in tears and I'm like you don't need to <laughs> like you're doing amazing um there's just that aspect of I'm failing for the first time you yeah. know I was such a stud at my high school and everybody said oh I was the best player and now all of a sudden it's just like you're driving and you're working and you're grinding just to learn half of what some of these other girls know and yeah. you know and it's it's just a hard place to be in and I just have so much respect for the ones that really truly engage into that process and some of my favorite kids that I've ever coached have been that kid you know um mm -hmm. so it's there's so many positives that come along with that journey um but it's hard and I just think that as a coach you've got to make sure that you're that you understand when they need you and when they need help and being able to identify that and being able to get them the help that they need and getting them to understand that like there's no stigma that comes along with you needing help and I don't look at you differently because you need help I've needed help before you know mm -hmm. it's I'm not gonna I think, think every Everyone Go has ahead. their story. Every yeah, everyone has their story. Everyone has that skeleton in the closet. Some are shame are ashamed of it. Some aren't. Some own it. Some don't. I've had the talk like you have, and you know I've told them like you know I'm on anti-anxiety medication, and it's it's just something I need. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm like I I need it. And, you know it doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. It doesn't mean that I'm any less of a person than who I am. It yeah. lets me go through my day level-headed yep. and I don't have to constantly fight over and over, you know, um, and I'm not talking like a negative thought, like suicide. I'm just talking like a negative thought in general. And I get into a negative mindset where you're like, okay, I'm the victim. Like you end up getting there and it's kind of just, okay, I'm, I might be the problem, but I don't want to put myself as if I'm the problem. It's just, I know I have certain things I have to fix. And it's a very hard thing to accept um, that you have to work on yourself. But yeah. it's it's huge to see someone not just say yes, and it's the same thing as not just hearing somebody, but actually listening and then accepting it. And then mm -hmm. saying, okay, well, what am I going to do after saying, okay, I need to better myself? You know, how are you going to do it? And well, I, I applaud all those all those athletes or girls of age that do that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting. So this year, this is actually one of the programs I think I'm probably most proud of. And I, we're hopefully getting it, getting some of our other coaches into doing it. But I was working with um, a friend of mine on our campus uh, that works in 
our career development and services and um, serves as a mentor for a lot of students on campus. And, you know, this is me asking for help, right? Um, I knew that our ladies needed to better use their resources. But again, there's, well, I don't have time or I don't have this. So um, him and I sat down last, um, last year and worked through um, what was a originally going to be a professional development program for our kids. Then we started really involving counseling services and, and identifying some other things that were going on with stress-related um, items, whether it be time management, study skills, all that stuff. And we developed a six-week program for our ladies. Um, and they went once a week from seven to eight in the morning. And it turned out to be one of the most best, like fantastic programs um, just to introduce them to all the people on campus that are just so willing to help them. And it really allowed them to self-reflect um, about some of the stressors that they were dealing with and um, triggers for them. Um, and whether it be study skills, whether it be, you know, emotional skills that they may not have quite developed yet, um, coping skills that they may not quite developed yet communication skills and also understanding that their teammates are going through the same thing. Um, a lot of them hold that in because they don't want their teammates to view them a certain way, or they don't want their coaching staff to view them a certain way. And so they start to, to struggle and feel like, Oh, like, who do I talk to? Um, they hold it in. And then all of a sudden it comes to a head um, where they have this breakdown. And, um, you know, so that was one of the programs that we developed for our ladies this year. And it just, it was so fantastic. And the fact that our whole team was like, yes, we would do it again. And they had to get up at seven in the morning in their spring season to do it. And yeah. on their day off, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it is. Which for anyone wondering, that means no practice. Yeah, that and means no practice. So no practice, it, no lift on, on Tuesdays during the spring for us, but they got up and, um, you know, for the first session, um, my assistant and I were in there and then, um, the sessions all after that, um, you know, I would reflect with the folks that were running the program, but we really wanted them to feel safe in that environment without the coaching staff there. And we would kind of report back to each other. And then some of the girls would always, you know, communicate about how things went. And, um, you know, that's, if, if there are any coaches that see that, that's, that is one program that is, I think so needed. They just need to understand what the resources look like on campus and it can't just be the coaching staff. You know, you have to have this really tight circle of people that you trust and um, that are going to take care of your ladies when they need them. Yeah. I know there's, um, there's one athlete. Um, I'm not going to name names of colleges or anything, uh, but transferred from one to another and she was telling me about her experience with her new program. And mm -hmm. um, she said, for me, the biggest thing was culture and yep. how they have a pre-match routine where they, their coaches help them get in a positive, um, trying to use the right word, um, headspace. Yes. And <laughs> it's all positive. It's not all positive talk, but it's um, constructive. Right. And, they, they get them to where they're thinking a certain way, they're acting a certain way, they're, they're developing their, their logic in a certain way to mm -hmm. where when they go out and compete, there's no dropping their head, there's no dropping their shoulders, caving, you know, caving their chest, things yeah. like that. And, you know, I sat there and thought about that and I went, you know, that's, 
doesn't take that much effort. Mm. You know, it, it could simply be, you know, the first step could be something, a quote that you put on the board every single time they come in. I mean, I think, yeah. I Get do the that. nail on the head, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that with training. And I have yeah. my athletes now when they come in, if there's not a quote on the board, I get yelled at. Yeah. So, and now the thing is, is I'm not writing the same quote every time. So yeah. I'm coming up with three different quotes a week. And some people think that's easy. Not always. Yeah. Um, it's and same thing with practice. There's, a, you know, I stopped doing quotes for a while and they all started getting mad at me. And I'm like, look, I'll be honest. I'm not trying to do it on purpose. I'm honestly forgetting. Yeah. And, you know, that's where my athletes help me. Yeah. And whether some people think, oh, it's something so simple. And I'm like, that is what makes big character changes. Yeah. Is all those little small steps. Everybody wants to make these huge leaps. Like they want to accomplish, you know, you know, top kills in conference. And I'm like, well, can you even swing right? Right. Like, if you can't swing right, then how do you expect to get top kills in conference? Yeah. This thing, you know, if you if you want the engine to work, are all the parts there? Yeah. So it's it, it's funny. I think sometimes how some clubs, um, we'll just say programs in general, don't focus on the athlete as a whole. And yep. like when I say whole, I mean more internal. Yep. Rather than just the physical aspect and the and the mental, but yeah. just internally, because I think once you get the internal growth, you can really open up tons of possibilities on both sides of the ball. And once they get out of your institution, regardless yeah. if it is club, if it is a professional, if it is college. Yep. I, you know, it's funny. I've had teams that are, extremely and I've seen this across the board at every level you see teams that are have what what on paper all the parts um and the physicality the ability to swing like every skill set that you would want and you like slobber as a coach going why can't I get my hands on the but they implode because they don't have the right culture within their program um and you know, there's, there are things going on within the team um, or between the team and the coaching staff that just, it's not connected, um, you know, and some of the best teams I've coached um, have not always had the most skilled players, um, mm -hmm. but we've been able to put together the right student athlete, um, you know, the ones that really care about each other, the ones that care about being in the classroom, the ones that care about working hard on the court, working hard off the court, um, and that really understand how to kind of mesh a team that, I don't want to say, not everybody has to be best friends, but there has to be a mutual respect um, for people and being able to work through some of those issues. And, um, and part of that comes too from obviously the leadership at the top here, but then also some of the leadership within your older athletes, I think that are able to pass some of that down. And, you know, we look at some of our less successful years and for us, we had more skill. Um, but I looked at leadership and maybe some of the mistakes that we made as a coaching staff with respect to 
the building of the culture. And, you know, it just makes complete sense as to why we were less successful. So, um, you know, I just think it all makes sense. Yeah, it's, uh, I know my thing when I was starting to pull coaches for club. Um, so my first year having coaches, um, I mean, I, I did have, I had a junior from high school actually volunteer with me. Um, mm -hmm. My very first year I started the club down here. Um, but this past season for the first time I've had three coaches with me besides myself. And I was very, very lucky to have two I had. Um, right. Two were high school seniors, which I had actually coached um, outside of volleyball with private lessons and stuff. And right. the other one was a former um, Coastal Carolina player who had to mm -hmm. withdraw due to health reasons, but she was still, you know, you, you, there's still something inside of you that wants to live. Yeah. So <laughs> I got very lucky that she w was willing to do it. And so uh, to have them to where I could talk to them unfiltered and they feed back into me mm -hmm. was gratifying. And yep. to have one of the high school seniors where you're, 18 and coaching and especially coaching, you know, girls that are not that much younger than you and you are unfiltered with someone that has way beyond you and yeah. is in one way, your boss is very nice. It's very yeah. nice. to. Have. I have had the same person look at me and go, you need to stop. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> okay, it's fine. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. And She'll tell me. And I, I love it. Absolutely loved it. She, yeah. she helped me fix my issues. Right. She helped me slow down. She helped me look at, at athletes a little different than, you know, more how I needed to. Yeah. And, and to then progress and then watch how she helped me progress. And then I look back at the start of season, which was only three months ago and go, wow, like, and I, I literally, I consider, I can, I consider them just like a little family. Yeah. You know? well, and we're no different than our athletes. We're trying to learn. Like every day is an opportunity to learn something new. And, you know, you see the way that you respond and you see the way that you make mistakes, you know, when you reflect upon maybe how you spoke to an athlete, how you ran practice that day, um, a decision you made in a match. Um, and ultimately when we can own that, that actually strengthens the relationship between you and the athlete, because they can, I don't want to say necessarily empathize, but they can understand that, okay, this isn't something, someone I should put on a pedestal. This is someone that I actually want in my life that I want to have a relationship that I can come and talk to. And, yeah. um, it's, you know, it's such a unique experience being able to coach or to teach, um, kind of one in the same. And, um, you know, just being there for them during their four years and then after. Um, and they go through a lot. <laughs> they go, they run the gamut. I mean, you know, from everything from, you know, a relationship breakup to I got the first B I've ever gotten in my life um, or the first C I've ever gotten in my life um, to the loss of a parent, the loss of a grandparent, the loss of a pet. Like, it's just, you know, the loss of a, a friendship that you went separate ways. Like there's just so much that is going to impact the direction in which they head and, and the experience that they have at your university. So you only get a little bit of time to really start to cultivate that before yeah. they either trust you or they don't.
and and that's where um, I, I it's it's hard to explain that to some athletes sometimes and you go you have four years sounds like a long time but that will you will blow by two seasons and go yeah. oh my god my college career is already halfway over <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you know I've I looked back after club season got canceled and yeah. you, know, you get a lot of downtime you start thinking and I go I am I've been down here three years right and I'm just now realizing it yeah and look at what I've done and I look at the people I've worked with, what people I've tried to help, the people I've helped and all this. And, you know, I still think I'm like, well, there's, there's freshman, sophomore, junior year for somebody. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I now, what made me feel old was I had athletes that I coached in middle school. I just see are now graduating high school. Yeah. As seventh graders. And I go, oh, my God, <laughs> it is, it's kind of surreal. You know, yeah. it's kind of like my first thing that kind of clicked in my mind. And, yeah. um, I, I, haven't, I have an athlete right now that is kind of like what you said. She's, she's chomping at the bit. She doesn't care. If she has an opportunity, she's going to go after it. Yeah. She wants the information. She wants to be critiqued. And I, I look at her and I just go, I hope and pray to God that you grow. That's yeah. really, I don't care about anything else. I just hope and pray to God you grow because you, you have that coach's eye and you see that within yeah. that person, you know, and every athlete's got that special uh, personality or ability. You know, they have that. They bring something to the table for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I see that in her, you know, and yeah. I see that in her more than anybody right now. Yeah. And it's, it's always refreshing to have, you have 80, I don't know, you have a hundred, a thousand bad days coaching, mm -hmm. but you have that one athlete that walks in one day and it, it the, the, that thousands erased. Yeah. And it's just, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like, yeah. okay, if, if I helped this one person, I've, I, I've done my job. Yep. Well, and that's, yeah, it, <laughs> It is a really cool feeling. Like there's, there's a couple of times where, you know, we were, we talked about quotes on the board and stuff like that. And that's an everyday for us. And um, this spring we started talking um, at every practice, we started talking about um, things that we were thankful for. So kind of like you were talking about before, making sure that we're right in the right headspace before we move forward, getting them something in their brain that makes them happy that they're, you know, looking forward to that somebody that's made an impact on them and, you know, to stand there and, and they're talking about their parents or one of their teammates and stuff. And one of the girls is like, well, you coach. And I'm like, falling, <laughs> right. And it's like, it's, you really, with some of those student athletes, you really start to understand why you do what you do. And, you know, we talked about on the last thing, like, with college um, athletes, like know your why, understand why you're getting into this. Like I knew I wanted to coach probably since ninth grade. Um, I knew it was something I wanted to do. Um, I knew, I, I just loved being in the gym and I loved assessing things. I loved trying to get better. I loved the process. Like there was just so many things about that aspect and that side of things that I just loved is kind of the way my brain operated. And 
now to see kids come into our gym that have that same kind of drive and process oriented thinking and stuff, it's really kind of cool to connect with them. Um, you know, and then to go see them coach and, you know, we have a, a girl that I coached at Clarion who has coached at the collegiate level. Now she's like started up this program several years ago and she's just done this amazing job. She's coaching girls and boys at the high school level and she comes and brings them to camp every year. And just to see the growth that she's made. And this was an athlete we joke all the time that her and I butted heads quite a bit her senior year um, because she was so stubborn. And it's like, I don't want to pass. I just want to hit. You know what I mean? I'm like, you don't have a choice. You're going to do both and you're going to play six rotations and you're going to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now she goes through it as a coach and it's just, just to see the growth um, in them over time and see the impact that they're making. It's, it's, it's a pretty neat situation. Um, so I don't want to hold you any longer. I know me and you probably talk about this for hours. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I know it's getting late. Um, I just want to say thank you again for coming on. Um, I hope I hope this helps somebody. Um, yep. If it's just one person, um, I will. I have to link another person's email as well. I'll link your information in here. Um, if anyone's got any questions or anything, you can ask her. You can ask me. Yep. Talk to coaches. Find somebody. It doesn't matter um, whether it's just you want to be heard, you don't want a response, or you legitimately feel you need to fix something. I think the big thing is is seek it and don't worry about what anyone thinks yeah. because the time they're more worried about themselves than they are you. Yeah. And just like, yeah, I mean, that would be, I think that's great advice. Find somebody that you can connect with, find somebody that will listen. Um, you know, I think that that's really important. Um, and just understand like it's, you're never a burden. Um, because you want to get better at something and you're never a burden because you're trying to make changes. Um, and just, you just got to find that, that person that'll connect with you and kind of help you along your path. So. Yeah. And just to kind of push off of that a little bit is develop yourself. Yeah, for sure. I think the, that would probably be overall some of the best information I can give anybody or yep. everybody is just develop yourself, whatever that means. Yeah. Like See? whatever that means to you. Yeah seek to learn and mm. yeah and just it it never ends even at the ripe old age of older <laughs> <laughs> so. So, but i thank you again um i have yep. a feeling I'm probably gonna have to ask you back on here again at some point please do so, yep we'll figure out we'll, we'll figure out something don't worry about it <laughs> I'll, I'll probably hear about this at training or something yep. the next week yeah but thank you again jen i Absolutely. really appreciate it yeah have a great night all right. Thanks. You too. All right, see ya. Bye.